Hello and welcome back to another service here at the Altar of Noise. My name is Josh and I am joined by a new fellow music believer. Uh, Simon is away for a little bit just because he's got some study and work and all those fun things. So I'm joined by a friend of mine. Uh, he's a fellow musician, uh, fellow music lover and one hell of a chef. Uh, his name is Daniel Zavetto, but I prefer to call him as Dan. Hey. I'm Dan. I ate Simon. That's why he's not here. Exactly. He's in my belly. Yeah, well, <laughs> that was he tasty at least? Yeah, he tastes like drums. Because <laughs> he's a drummer. <laughs> but like, would drums be tasty? Uh, depends on what kind of wood they are. What would not really. I mean, like... Well, maple, I assume, would be syrupy. Yeah. Mm, mm. I mean, you, 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 could, you could smoke uh, wood with a drum kit. Smoke wood. You could smoke meat with a drum kit, probably. Why has no one done that yet? Because drum kits are fucking expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, not if you're, say, Chris or Sean from Slipknot, where you're just banging on some kegs. That's true. Although I can imagine their keg setup is as expensive as any kit that I've ever fucking had. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, as I mentioned, um, Simon's off. Uh, so Dan's going to be joining me for today's episode and uh, the next one. Also, if the audio quality isn't up to standard, um, too bad. Uh, I'm in charge of the audio setup this time and I am not nearly as talented as Simon. I think you're just as talented as Simon. Well, thank but, you. But don't tell him that. Good, yeah, no. He'll probably listen to this anyway. He'll, he'll never hear this episode. <laughs> he'll never I'm hear sure this. it's fine releasing it fucking 10 minutes ago. Yeah, so um, Dan, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Dan. <laughs> Good. I, uh, I'm also a drummer, like... Uh, Simon is not as good as Simon. I've seen Simon play. He's really fucking good. He is. If you haven't checked out the unset, just check the unset out. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, I'm drumming for twenty years plus. Um, started when I was ten. Always played in various bands from around the way. Oh, and I brought it up with you earlier this week that I mm -hmm. swear I played with Simon's high school band. Um, Bliss and ignorance. Yeah, I swear to God, because like when <laughs> when he said that on last week's podcast. Yeah. I was like, I know that freaking name. <laughs> yeah. Racking my brain. I'm like, he, he said he didn't remember any of the band names that, because like you asked what band yeah, yeah, I yeah. was playing in, like gave you three names or whatever. He said, no, I don't recognize it. But yeah, I don't know. That name stood out to me. I don't know why. He also did point out that he was incredibly drunk for uh, a lot of those gigs mm. being, you know, fresh out of high school-ish. Yeah, because he's... 33. Old, 33, yeah. He's, he's the same age as you. Yeah. As me. I'm 31. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, so you're... 189, yeah. you know? Oh, okay, cool, whatever. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I love all kinds of music. I mm -hmm. love listening to a lot of stuff that mum and dad would put on, like a lot of 70s rock and 80s rock and whatnot. Yeah. Mum liked Bay City Rollers. They're pretty good. You know? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, no. Nah. I mean, like, one of the... So when, I, when we started working together at the Earl... 
uh, over a year ago, mm. we the first thing that kind of caught my attention about Dan was on his chef break, he was playing a bass guitar in the kitchen. Um, mm. So you were also trying to play bass. Yeah, you were trying to learn how to play bass. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I've always been around guitars and things. My brother plays guitar. Yeah. So I was sort of like, I'm going to try and learn how to play bass properly. Yeah. And uh, I'm better at it. But yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, like, it, but it was good to have that. Um, I think that's kind of when I knew that you'd be someone that I'd want to hang out with. Yeah. Well, what was it? Like, within the first week, because I just asked, like, what you do. Yeah. And what, what do you do for fun? <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, then you mentioned that you're starting the podcast. And just, it just so happened that when you started at, at the Earl, um, that you were starting Ultra Advisor. And I was like, that sounds like, because I've always wanted to do something like this. Yeah. But I never had the equipment and whatnot, yada yada. Yeah, um, yeah and I'm like, yeah, exactly you, what I want out of a podcast, you know? And yeah, yeah, you've been kind of with us essentially since day dot, yeah. which is which Always is nice. Negative feedback about yeah. everything. Yeah, come, <laughs> yeah, it, no. So Dan wouldn't work on the weekends, so he'd be listening. He'd start the podcast on a Friday. Mm. He'd come into work at generally about four o'clock. Could be like, oh, have you listened to? It? He's like, yeah, about halfway through. Yeah few different points you know blah 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 and then has the whole weekend see him on monday and he comes back and he's like listen all right <laughs> i don't know why you're saying all these things but you're wrong <laughs> yeah straight up except for the the was it two, two episodes ago when uh, simon said that snm was metallica's best album yes <laughs> and i was like I, I paused the episode and messaged you straight away and i said bitch <laughs> no <laughs> you know yeah. when i was growing up i actually didn't like snm that much I don't know what it was. It rubbed me up the wrong way. As I got older, I learned to appreciate what it was. And it, it is yeah. a really amazingly put together concert. But yeah. it's definitely up there for their releases for sure. But I don't know. Like, it's, it's like I said to Simon, it's a best of. It's not. Yeah. Okay. They played a couple of new tracks. What yeah. do you do? It doesn't, it doesn't flow like, like a studio album, which I guess like if you're into live stuff or whatever, or experiments, stuff like that, more so than their studio albums, I get that. That's yeah. fine. But like, yeah, I mean, it could quite easily be considered one of the best live albums of all time. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. you know, not live the band, but, you know, live as in performance. <laughs> Dude, what happened to live? Uh, are they still around? I think they are. I, I reckon the singer, and I can't pronounce his last name, because I think he's Polish. Michael. It's like 24 letters, letters long. It's ridiculous. It's like a P okay. and Z together. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, their one album that had all the hits was Throwing Copper. Oh, yeah. 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 It had, like, I Alone and... Yeah, lightning crashes and all oh, yeah. that. good yeah, songs. Lightning. Yeah, but like yeah, it reminds me. So like I was just for some reason I was just thinking about CDs because mm. um, I was remembering the artwork for that CD and yeah. and all that sort of stuff. A guy came into work today, mm. um, and somebody that I've known about twelve odd years worked with him at Macca's all those years ago. Okay. And he's in a band mm. um, called Feed the Fire, something like that. But it's like a hard rock band. And yeah. it, I've known about his music, listened to a little bit of it. And he was getting he, he was on the Bundys and Coke pretty hard. Mm. But he's like, oh, when I get picked up by my missus, I'll grab you a CD. And so he grabs me a CD and hands it to me. He's like, oh, check it out. I was like, yeah, cool, cool. Then I'm like, I have nowhere to play this. <laughs> like, And I'm going to listen to it. But I just like... My computer doesn't have a CD player. Mm-hmm. My, my laptop does, but my car doesn't. You don't have a CD player in your car? No. It's a brand new... Exactly. 20, 2019 car. What's going on? Well, I guess, like, 
Same on cost. I mean, who listens to CDs anymore? I, I like buying CDs, but I mean, I say that, but I haven't bought a CD in ages. I remember the last one I bought was uh, the last Deftones album that came out last year. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would on the regular buy every like a version, but mm. you know, I wouldn't really go out of my way to get a CD because I can get everything on Spotify now. Yeah. And that goes back to my point that radio is dead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I don't know, like. Unless you have like good personalities hosting a show, yeah, like all group noise, <laughs> um, like radio just just annoys me. But the, the problem with that again is that like some people will find a host like insufferable, yeah. <laughs> Whereas yep. another group like older like, oh, noise, like older of noise, like noise. I was like, um, like, like Carl Sandlands. Yeah, how's he still? I fucking hate that guy. But it's a twit. But he's he's still there. But he's still there. So obviously somebody likes him. Yeah. So that's the problem with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to get to know Dan a little bit more. I've asked him to come up with five albums yeah. that have either been, you know, most influential. You know how hard it was to come up with only five albums? Yeah, I know. I'll put you on the spot, mate. I'm not going to give you like ten. Have a good, <laughs> have a good all night. Yeah, right. All right. So kick us off. What's the first one? Doesn't it? I assume these aren't in order. These are just five albums. This is five albums. Cool. Um, uh, we we'll start off with let's we'll start off with Led Zeppelin Four. Okay. All right. When I started drumming, mm-hmm. I wanted to be John Bonham. Twenty years later, I still want to be John Bonham. Um, and like I, I just add like out of all their albums, obviously it varies in quality when it comes to the end, the tail end of it. But all of their albums have something, their own sound to it, really. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the first one is super bluesy and they really wore their like influences on their sleeve and all that sort of thing, you know what I mean? And then two was like a more polished version of the first one with less plagiarism, a little bit less plagiarism. <laughs> Three was more folky and four was just more like they had just really honed into just blues hard rock mm-hmm. and whatnot. And obviously it's got all the massive hits on it, like Stairway to Heaven and Black Dog and Rock and Roll. And yeah. All that. But I don't know, like like I chose this one just because it's probably the one I've just like listened to the most because it just has it's probably cliche to be like because it's got all the biggest songs on it but I don't know it's just a really good album yeah but I suppose if you want to if it's the one that potentially inspires you the most you'd mm-hmm. like especially when you're drumming you're like okay I want to play like the drums like in Black Dog yeah dude Black Dog is so fun to play because mm-hmm. it's just jank as hell <laughs> it's ridiculous jank you know it's just so stop and start and just yeah like the drums are actually like not that complicated what's going on it's just a 4-4 beat but it's how he plays it yeah and how the band plays around it with their riff but there, there's actually a part and because I, I was just looking up a thing about Bonham and at one point in this YouTube video I found and he was talking about what made Bonham such a good drummer mm-hmm. he pointed out in Black Dog how the guitars and the bass you know during that part before it goes to the, it's like a little bridgey part. Mm-hmm. It goes like, and it goes really high. Yeah. That riff part, the, the guitars actually go out of time with the drums for like half a bar, uh, half a note. And then they swing back in at the same time. It's like, they, they just hold it together because they were such a tight band. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. It, it, they're a phenomenal band. Yeah. And I know that we've pointed out that maybe... They have plagiarized a few things here and there, oh, yeah. but you can't take away from their talent. No, like, not. everyone loves Jimmy Page. Oh yeah, yeah, and his his production as well on because um, he produced all their albums. I'm pretty sure. Like mm-hmm. at the start, he like was like executive, but then I think from four onwards, he produced everything. Yeah, and then, then he hired someone to back him up. Oh. He he controlled everything, but um. 
Like, I think that when the levee breaks, the last track mm. on Zeppelin Four is probably one of my favourite recordings, just because of how they recorded the drums and everything. They actually recorded the song, I think it's like 1.25 times faster, and they slowed it down by oh, like right a quarter to give it a real sludgy feel. Like they, apparently, they didn't play it live at all. Like they played it twice, I think. It was too hard for them to play live. It was just like the tuning of the guitars and the bass, and because they slowed yeah. it down, it just went down like half a step and all this. And they recorded the drums with they they put Bottom's drum kit at the bottom of a stairwell, put one microphone down there, and all the way up the stairwell, they put another mic at the top there, and they recorded the whole song like that, which is why it has that weird swirly, swishy, yeah. like echoey effect. And when I learned that, I was just like, this is freaking insane, like, brilliant. Hey. Who really thinks of that? Like, I don't... You'd never really hear of artists these days doing things like that. Nah. And, I mean, obviously, there may have been a few illicit substances involved when they're coming up with these creations. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, um... But I, guess, I guess it's because, like, they were limited with what they had. Hmm. So they had to think outside the box. Yeah. With how they recorded things. But, yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Like, that, that, that's probably my favourite part of the album. My yeah. favourite song off the album is definitely When the Levy Breaks. It's just really cool. I'd agree. That's probably... I'd say probably my favourite Led Zeppelin song. Yeah, yeah, same. Uh, it's just got an awesome kind of feel to it. And I, I kind mm. of, because I do, I don't mind the occasional like southern gothic rock stuff. Yeah. And it kind of has that feel to it. It does. It's real haunting. Yeah. Um, like, it's actually a traditional blues song from like, like Louisiana, America. Yeah. Right? You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. And they, um, it's, it's the same lyrics. The music's original. So yeah. it's their version of that, really. They just sort of made it up. Yeah. yeah, I mean, nah. it's it's much better than um, the Perfect Circle cover. I haven't heard that cover. No. It's on their, um, it's on that collection of covers, you know, where they also do Imagine. Emote, that, that one. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I, can, I actually never got into a Perfect Circle properly. I know Simon's going to cast right there, but, <laughs> um, but I like them. Yeah. But, um, no, no, there's never clicked with me properly. Not yet, anyway. Yeah, I mean, you've spoken highly of Tool in the past. Yeah, I know. I, I used to hate Tool when I was in. I was fucking boring. So I, I was an idiot that was into like Def Leppard. <laughs> you know, and then like you get older and you're like, oh, wait a minute, dynamics. But yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah. No, all, all eight tracks on Zephyr 4. Great. Um, I love them all. The worst track is Four Sticks, and even that track is fucking sick. He recorded that literally with two sticks in each hand. Really? Yeah, that's why it's got that clicky sort of like doubly filled up thing. Oh, yeah. they, they, they fucked around with that album. Hardcore. They were just like, look, fuck, let's do it. They just threw shit against the wall and it all stuck. It's crazy. Yeah. Next album. What have you got there? Uh, we're going to go Nirvana in Utero. Yes. I remember when I got when I discovered Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I was I got up. It was like a Saturday morning, and like video hits was on. Oh yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. And that was a thing. And they had like a '90s throwback. And uh, Teen Spirit came on. And instantly, I was like, "What is this?" Because I was like, "What." 13, 12, 13 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And dad straight up, dad was like, it's shit. That's what it is. <laughs> it's crap. Thanks dad. And I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> and like, I reckon Nirvana was probably one of the first bands that I got into that my dad was like, nah, nah, they're trash. And I was like, nah, you know what? I actually like this. You know, when you're growing up, your parents know all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sort of thing. Um, yeah. I reckon that was the first band that I went out and I was like, I'm gonna, well, you know, because I found the greatest hits. It was the, the first album that I found. The, like, Black covers of Nirvana on it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, with um, Manny sold the world on it. Uh, yeah, I think that's on there. Yeah, yeah. And, that um, and the, the first track is you know you're right. The last yeah, yeah, yeah. song they recorded, which is a sweet fun song. Yeah. 
Um, but my mate Shelly and I, he always says, like, uh, like, I don't know. Because he died, Kurt. Wait, Kurt's dead? He's dead? <laughs> Shit. Shit. But he, um, he was always like, man, can you imagine what a fourth of Iron album would have sounded like? If it was going to sound anything like, you know, you're right. It's just going to be hella sludgy. Yeah. It's massive. But, you know, what could have been, really? Yeah. But, um, then, obviously, then after the, the like, had the greatest hits, I was like, I need more, yada, yada. So I went out and I found Bleach and Nevermind and Cesticide and... In Utero. In Utero. And I like In Utero the most just because of how it's recorded. I like the songs on it the most. It's just, again, it's like... Or it's just a fucking bang after banger for me, you know. I love mm-hmm. all the tracks on it, and yeah, just the way it's recorded. Because like when you compare it to Nevermind and Bleach, I guess Bleach was recorded on a budget of what six six hundred bucks in '88. <laughs> yeah, so it's got no production value behind it. Good songs, but it's just rough as fuck. And then Nevermind was too clean. I do like Nevermind and how it sounds. So it's got a real, it's like Pixies, but a bit cleaner. Which is basically what like Kurt's come out and been, he came out and said at various points, yeah, I'm just gonna like rip off the pixies. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> um, but then with the in because they brought in uh, who was it? Uh, Steve Buscemi. The shit. No, not Steve Buscemi. <laughs> What's his fucking name? I can't, I can't remember. remember. He was in uh, a few bands in the. I think it was. In, like, I, I can Black. honestly never remember people's names. Oh yeah, me neither. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was it Steve something? Anyway, anyway. they brought him in, and um, and he was sort of like famous for being in like a lot of like punk and like hardcore and indie bands in the eighties and that. So Kurt actually sorted him out, and I don't know, like the whole album's got this real like noisy, dry, fucking sound to it. I don't know what it is, but it's like hella just like dynamic and just chaotic through the entire thing, you know. And it's there's like a good balance of like noise tracks, and then like softer moments as well mm-hmm. on the album. You know, you know, like noisy shit like um, Sentence Apprentice, which is just like pure fucking just assault on your ears. But then you have like Dumb, which is like, brings it down completely. It has like all the nice soft cellos and that on the track. Yeah, I don't know. I like, I like dynamics like that in an album a lot. It sort of like just goes through a lot of ups and downs, really. Yeah, I mean, to me, I quite enjoy that album but it's only I mean I really enjoy it for what it is but like for me it's kind of a two song album in Heart Shape Box and Rape Me yeah but like they're two of the ones that I love the most Mm. not to say that I don't dislike the other ones but like they're the ones I think of when I think of in utero yeah I'm I'm the same pretty much I mean obviously there were the two singles they released off the album obviously Heart Shape Box for that awful film clip yeah with um Jesus Christ, yeah. was like a little skinny dude. And the Jesus angel thingy. Fetus everywhere. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Imagery. Woo. Yeah. It was all about <laughs> that. But yeah, no, nah, influenced me a lot. Dave Grohl and Bonham uh, influenced me a lot as a muser, as a drummer as well. Mm-hmm. Less on the Foo Fighters. I'm not a massive Foo Fighters fan. I, I prefer a lot of Dave Grohl stuff when he was drumming. Yeah. Like Queen of the Stone Age. And Tenacious D. And, uh, Tenacious D. Yeah, exactly. Fuck Tenacious D. <laughs> but yeah, no. Nah. Ta-da, in your own Good, good. Well, uh, what have you got, uh, your third one there? Uh, Bottle Surfers. <laughs> um, Locust Abortion Technician is the album. Uh, Bottle Surfers are a Texas punk noise rock band from like the 80s and 90s, primarily. Yeah. They, they have one album from 2001 that haven't made anything in the last 20 years. 
There's rumours about them releasing something new for the last five years and they haven't done anything about it. That's 20 years later. Right? <laughs> so where is it? Where is it? But then um, they actually released a coffee table book that I wanted, but it was like $300 and it was just a bunch of imagery from their shows and shit. And oh. fucking my, my wife, <laughs> now my wife. Hey, your wife. They got married a couple weeks ago. Um, she was like, you know, you don't need a $300 coffee table book. What for? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but... <laughs> but I want it. It's for the bundle service. Yeah. Like, you, you, you want another cat. Yeah. But another cat or a, or a book, what's going to provide more value to this house? Which one eats less? Exactly. Um, uh, I, I found out about the bottle service because I was in Nirvana, and when I found Nirvana, I was like, I need grunge. Yeah. I just got into all the big ones, Ice Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Mudhoney, yep. Melvins. And uh, bottle service, because uh, they toured with Nirvana, I was like, bottle service. The name sticks out, right? Yeah. What a name. And um, I found this one just because it was the one that popped up first. And it's still my favourite from them. It's just, it, it really broadened my horizons as to what music can sound like. Yeah. Because it's fucking weird. Like the band recorded it in a, a rented house that they were in on a four track. And they were just constantly on fucking drugs the whole time. No. Which, which sounds normal for a band, right? But, um... It's just like, like, like the only real song, proper song on the album is Human Cannonball, which is just a punk track. And they have two drummers. They yeah. both play standing up on this album. And it's like this weird side. Why standing up? But they, they play standing up. So they have like a stand-up drum kit. And they, and so it's like Slipknot without Joey. Without <laughs> yeah, Joey. And it's like, yeah, that's like the one song on the album. Yeah. And the rest of it is like, they're songs. But they're just so fucking weird. It's a mind trip. Like the first song is called Sweat Loaf and it's a parody of Sweet Leaf. <laughs> and it starts off with a one minute synthesizer intro and Gibby, uh, the singer, saying this clip, which like, just look it up and listen to it. It's fucking hilarious. And then it goes into this fucking, this weird whacked out detuned riff from Sweet Leaf and just <laughs> psychedelic noise and shit. And that's what the album is. The whole thing is like, it's a half hour of just fucking insanity. There's two songs on it called Graveyard. They're the same song. When when one ends, you have the rest of the album. Then Graveyard comes back in. Yeah, you're like, I know. Yeah, it just buzzes me out. The only thing I know about the butthole surface. Mm. Okay, two things. One, Todd in The Simpsons wears a they after the hurricane comes through and wrecks the Flanders's house. Mm. They like have to get like spare clothes, and he's wearing a, a wearing a t shirt that says butthole service, but it doesn't say butthole. He's just like, and like, he's like, I'm a California surfer. <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely, I I that. completely not aware of what it is. Yeah. And the second thing is they released a song on the Mission Impossible 2 soundtrack CD. Did they? Yeah, they came I in. That. Oh, I reckon that's on. They came in the closet. Yeah, I reckon that's on. Um, that 2001 album. That 2001 album, yeah. which I can't remember the title of it right now. The only thing I remember, uh, the only reason I remember that is because I fucking loved that soundtrack. Yeah, I never got into Mission Impossible. Oh, that's that, that the one that had the that had the Limp Bizkit song on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What is take, take a look around. Take a look around. Yeah, which is which was clearly written for Mission Impossible. Oh, one thousand percent. And they they put it on Truck of Thaffy. Yeah. Good song though. Yeah, I mean like, but that's the only thing I because I destroyed that city. I played that city mm. so much. Mm. But yeah, that's the only thing I know about the butthole service. I didn't know there were these crazy. Worked out humans. In the 80s, they had, like, projectors and, and whatnot that would show, like, penis surgery. <laughs> and, like, they would just, like, get naked and, like, set their tits on fire and whatnot and just, like, 
and like they bring up trombones. Okay, like, well, I'm back involved shit. now. Yeah, I mean the setting of the boobs on fire, not that keen, but <laughs> trombone, <laughs> fuck yeah. Oh, especially, yeah. especially if it's a rusty trombone, you know, real rusty. <laughs> Had to be with butthole surface. Yeah, but yeah. Now weird band. If you want, if you want to trip out for a half an hour, check it out. It's fucking weird. It's got samples galore and just it's fucking weird. Anyway. That'd be one of the earliest. There's, there's a song on it called "Cunts." Yeah, and it's a um, Thai song, like a Thai pop song that they took and they slowed down and just taken like manipulated it. <laughs> and the, in the chorus, it goes "Cunts" like this, and they just <laughs> and when that comes in, they just they just keep repeating it on the button. It's like "Cunt, Cunt, Cunts, Cunts," and it goes like that for like twenty seconds. This is the best I can leave with it in my life. That'd, so, be yeah. one of, that'd be one of the earliest people I know, a big band, I guess, that would be using that sort of manipulation of tapes and samples mm. and those sorts of things. Well, that was released in 87, 86, I reckon. So, yeah, like they were pretty ahead of their time just with like making weird shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, now check it out if you're into weird shit and you haven't. It's good. Cool. Uh, Lincoln Park, Hybrid Theory. All right. I know you're into this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, first album I ever bought with my own money. Um, my first favorite band, proper oh, yeah. favorite band, the band that wanted me to play in bands. Yes, because I thought they were awesome with their fucking like short, red dyed little spiky hairs. <laughs> Did you do that? I got blonde tips, but I didn't get the little short spikies. Yeah, the little little bunny tips because I was a little. I did. I was a little wog. I. I, I I had the uh the 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 tie the dyed tips hair nice when I was young yeah you and had like the big the big like bootleg jeans as well I had a pair of fubus yeah, yeah. I didn't have fubus I had um I was so they cool quite as, yeah they were so new weren't they so new metal but yeah and then you're just like wow you look back and now you're like my god mm. that was all dark time yeah you know what though, I, I, like, well I mean in fashion in music it was great. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But like, uh, like when you look back into, into new metal in general, I like you know how people like to bash it. Yeah, because there was a lot of crap. Like, and I, I admit that new metal had a lot of crap. Like yeah, whole chamber. Oh, I mean, it's way it's so hypnotic. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> like, was it something that had loco? Yeah, that was, that was right. I mean, the roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the best of coal chamber, really. Pretty much. Well, I saw him live briefly, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah. Soundwave." Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, was, I was walking past, and they were like, "Oh, cool!" And I was like, "Yeah, that's it. I'm good." No yeah. <laughs> I've hit their highs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to Olympia. yeah, uh, not Olympus, get Lincoln Park. Lim- well, I should put that there. No, um, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that they were awesome, and like, like, as like this one in Meteora were the two that I, that I mm. was really into when I was younger and then they really saw their other stuff and I wasn't as into it but as I've gotten older I've started to appreciate their other stuff but this one in particular I don't know it's just for, it's, for, for as simple as it is I don't know they're just catchy Real so catchy. catchy and like uh, where was I I was walking I was doing some shopping or something the other day and crawling came on and I started I walked around <laughs> with like an extra pep in my step and like yeah I'm fired up to pick this bag of rice up fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and everyone literally because I went to a few independent wrestling shows here in Adelaide for a while and so many wrestlers had songs as uh, off that album as their entrance music it's just good I mean like early 2000s entrance music was new metal in general but yeah, I don't know much. like they're just 
Like, it's real, like, emotional with Chester, but yeah. it has that hard edge with the guitars and Mike's rapping and that. It had the electronics, which... Like, for, for the longest time, I was like, what did the other guys at Slipknot do? Nothing. But then, I, but then you really <laughs> I'm listen still to trying it. To, I'm still trying to work out what one, three, three, soon. He plays a keyboard part every now yeah. and again, and then he just head bangs. Yep. But um, well, you listen to, like, little, like, electronic bits and whatnot, and it's actually, it's good shit, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's a brilliant album. I mm. thoroughly appreciate you saying that mm. and choosing that because... I, I remember at Soundwave when they played and I, mm. I was like, yeah, I guess I'll check, check out Lincoln Park, whatever. And I was, as I was walking to them, I heard Paper Cut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And instantly I was like, yeah, fuck it. And I just like jumped <laughs> over everyone and then I met up with Shelly who was there. He's like, yo, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> and I, just, it was good. It's so bizarre to think that like Lincoln Park... Uh, the last sound wave they're at, because I think they're at the. Did they play two or one? I have no idea. I only saw them at one. So I only saw them at one. Yeah. But like, they were playing at like three o'clock in the afternoon. When they I saw were... them, it was about seven. So maybe they played twice. Because yeah, I reckon they play. Yeah, they play. They must have had a second show because it was like yeah, it was early. Well, not maybe maybe four or five, but it was like I'm just like this is Lincoln Park. Yeah, I reckon they played a year where they had massive like other big bands on as well. Yeah. So maybe I mean like like I saw Incubus. Um, twice. Yeah, they once, had, once when I didn't know them, and once when I did know them. Yeah, they headlined and then they played again at like five o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, something like that. Because I saw Incubus, and then it was Slipknot, and then it was System. Yeah, I remember yeah, that year. I, I just stayed in one, one spot, and I was yep. like, "That's great." Yeah, no, uh, that was the only festival my brother's ever been to because he's a massive System of a Down fan. Yep. And we could have got much closer for Slipknot, but. I wanted to make sure that we had a good spot for him to be able to see System of Down. So we were in the D. Um, in the D. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, but... I'm going to uh, write a song called In the D. <laughs> <laughs> but he was... So we were just to one side, though. Mm. Like, I didn't want... He, I knew he wasn't going to go into the pit. I knew that. But I'm just like, we'll stay back maybe a third of the way up, mm. stay against the fence... That way we can see everything and just rock out if we have to. Mm. So I'm like, that's the best way to see it. Yeah. You're going to see everything. And then, you know, they get play all the way through, play Sugar, and then some person passes out in the middle of the pit. So when that happened and they stopped the show, yeah, I was, I was there with uh, Shelly. His name's Ash. You call him Shelly. Yeah. Uh, and Sam, both mates from high school. And Shelly was up the front. Well, not the front front, but he was like two rows back because he's held tall. And <laughs> I, I was in the pit. Off. <laughs> I was in the pit and Sam was in the pit was running around yeah um, and every time I ran around and I met up with Shelly I pulled his pants up for him because he wasn't wearing a belt <laughs> his pants were falling down anyway and they stopped the show because they were like someone's been knocked out and my thought was Sam's dead <laughs> and Shelly's thought was Sam and Dan are both dead <laughs> I was I was actually really worried because Sam was like he's like like a small like skinny little dude so he yeah. sort of got crumpled <laughs> you know, like, like we're, we're the same height but I'm a bit chunkier yeah um, then I was like, oh no, Sam's dead. And I was like mourning him. Like, you, know, you know, like in like a movie when, when you're like, oh, they're dead and they come back. Like, I'm still alive. It was like, that was just funny. But, uh, I thought you were dead. No, nope. I'm still good. <laughs> I was. Oh, no. I'm still good. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I don't know what that has to do with Lincoln Park. It's just a good story. But yeah, I think it's just from I mean, I mean, Lincoln Park kicked off my, my love for metal like that. Yeah. You know, I was really into it. Like most of you were, I guess. But yeah, I, I ain't special, but yeah. No, but it's still... Great album. It's just a great album. And I, I, whenever I put it on, every song, sing along to it, it just pumps you up. You know, yeah. It's wicked. Agreed. And number five. Uh, so I wanted to branch off a little bit. Um, there's so many other albums I wanted to put here. But um, uh, Cypress Hill, Black Sunday. 
Because I wasn't into hip hop when I was younger. Because I, I was like every other like rocker kid. I was like, oh, shit, fuck, you can't spell yeah. rap. Rap, rap is dumb. Okay, you can't spell crap without rap. But then, <laughs> um, Cypress Hill was a good gateway for that because a lot of the samples were like Black Sabbath samples and whatnot. So they had a lot of, a bit of rock in them already and they had like the crossover stuff that they did in the late 90s with like Skull and Bones album and all that. Yeah. But um, yeah, Black Sunday's um, got heaps of hits from them on it. Like when, when, when the shit goes down, uh, Insane in the Brain. Um, uh, we, ain't, we ain't going out like that. I want to get high, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm on a stoner, so I don't <laughs> get that side of it or anything. But I don't know, it's just a, I don't know, again, back to back, good. I don't know, I could just put it on and just listen to the whole thing without getting bored of it. Yeah. You know, it's just a good, solid album. And it's just like super chilled out. Because, like, I don't know, like, so far all the stuff I've talked about has been pretty, like, heavy and hard. Just like really intense, but then there's this softer side of dance. Exactly, yeah. I, I like a lot of atmospheric stuff um, as well. Like a lot of like half the shit that I listen to is like really moody and whatnot. <laughs> and it's, it's still hip hop, so yeah. it's like you know it's got beats and shit. But yeah. I don't know, like it's it's a bit more brooding. Like the whole sound of the album is a bit gothic in a way. Mm-hmm. Like it's real like hazy, sort of like a cloud of bomb smoke. <laughs> I guess you know. Uh, you assume, yeah. Um, the only Cypress Hill album I ever owned, uh, well, ripped, you know, back mm. the, back when you would rip CDs from each other. Ah, uh, back in the day. Yeah. Um, was uh, Stoned Raiders, and that's the one that yeah. had uh, Trouble no, on it. Ra, duh. Yeah. yeah, that one there. Trouble, I'm not sure. Oh, I think I remember Trouble. Trouble's like one of the kind of like the heavier rock song on it, like a heavy yeah. metal sound on it. And that's probably why I liked it when I was younger. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Because I'm like, I'm not... I'm, I'm not a Cypress Hill fan. Yeah. I don't dislike them. I'm just like, eh. I yeah. mean, I appreciate some of the songs, but I'm just like, eh. Yeah. Uh, eh. The, this album and the first album, yeah. I, I, I spun quite a lot when I first discovered them. The first album is called Cypress Hill. Do you, yeah. listen, do you listen to much rap nowadays? Oh, heaps, yeah. Like, from there, I was like, what else can I get my hands on? I got into, like, uh, Public Enemy. Yeah. And they were good, too, for me, crossing over from heavy metal, because Public Enemy sound is really abrasive and, like, horny. Horny. No, just like a lot of horns and a lot of like like sirens and shit yeah. going off, and they you know they collaborated with Anthrax for um, hmm. the Bring the Noise thing. Sick. Bring the noise. Yeah, I love Anthrax so much. But um, <laughs> okay, to them, uh, Tribe Called Quest, Love Tribe, a little more, more jazz sort of yeah. beats and whatnot. Yeah, a lot of modern stuff like um, uh, Run the Jewels. Yes, yeah, so we we discussed uh, Run the Jewels on a couple of occasions. Mm, yeah, their last album. Grew. No, I know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> put, yeah. it as, put it as number three. Thank you, mate. <laughs> you, uh, so funny after we released our first episode back this year mm. and um, and you came up to me and when I read my uh, announcement that I had bumped Run of the Jewels down number three and moved Avalanches up yeah. to number two, yeah. and you, you're just like, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah? It's official <laughs> sense tone on the body, mate. Yeah, but I didn't know that it was going to be great. Yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah, I knew. You know. Great. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, those are some really good and like interesting albums. I mean, yeah. Kind of low hanging fruit a little bit, but I don't know. It's just like what inspired me, I guess. But yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, like, you can't really. I can't really tell you you're wrong for having them inspire you. That's true. Yeah. Um, but there's some really, really good shit there. Yeah. Uh, I suppose we should 
take a moment to talk uh, a little bit about um, Joey. Joey. Because I assume assume Slipknot uh, inspired you a bit. Yes. Uh, Not so much drumming, but more so just like sonically. Like how how they write songs and like the whole vibe that they go for, wall noise. So it's, it's because of Slipknot that I got into heavier music. You know, they... And it's 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 a rare quality to be like a gateway band to like introduce people to heavier stuff. Yeah. But also still be good. Yeah. Yeah, you get some some gateway bands that are like, yeah, I, I used to listen to Creed. <laughs> what's, what's, what, what's wrong with Creed? Yeah. I love Michael Stapp. Michael Stapp. Is it Michael Stapp? It's Scott. Scott Stapp. Ah, same thing. You think about Michael Stipe from uh, REM? Aren't they the same person? Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I, I was I was talking to uh, my my wife about the Creed recently, and I was like, I don't know why. She's like, I don't really like Creed, but um, I was like, oh yeah, they had this song called Rain that they released like after they got back together like the first time. And it sucked, and I put it on, and it was really good. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is a sick song, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's, it's like a good quality that they are a gateway band, Slipknot, not Creed, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, but they're still wicked, you know? Yeah. And like everything that Joey brought to the band, even the last album he played on, All Hope Is Gone. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what do you think of that album? I don't mind it. It's I mean, all right. It, it's okay. But it, like, it's like, I don't know, he still brought Joey to it. I don't know. Yeah. There's, uh, and this, uh, we will, Simon and I will do a bit of a longer chat mm-hmm. about Joey and a bit of a deep dive into him in a future episode once he's mm-hmm. stopped being, you know, a good father. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it, for me, it's like Joey. Like, it's hard to explain Slipknot without Joey. Um, it's he, such an integral part. Yeah, sound. and that's and like the noise that he created, the sound, the intensity in which he uh, did drumming. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, and like no, no, no disrespect to the current drummer. Um, what is the current drummer's name? That's complete disrespect. I know his name. <laughs> I want to say something like Daniel. Nah, it's me. No, no, no. <laughs> Hang on, uh, you, 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 you chin wag while I uh, look it up. Current. Uh, We're doing this in real time, folks. <laughs> Current Slipknot drummer is Jay Weinberg. Jay Weinberg. I don't know how I got Daniel out of that. Uh, anyway. He, he's a great drummer as well. Uh, he, he doesn't drum like Joey. No, at all. Like he's he's way more um, he, like he's less busy. Joey was really busy with how he played. It was almost like drum and bass, jungle beat. Yeah, I can. In say a lot that. of ways, you know what I mean. Like I don't know. Like he had like the, the blast beats, like the black metal shit, and like death metal and like real new metal stuff. Yeah, but I don't know. Like when he was like just going nuts on, on the snare, and well, yeah. it had a real like electronic feel to him, and I don't know, ah. it was unique. He's the son of Max Weinberg. Yes, he is. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's a photo of Jay and Max at Slipknot show when Jay was like 10 and he's wearing a Corey Taylor mask and he met Slipknot. Oh, cool. Yeah, and they recreated the photo when he got <laughs> Slipknot. That's awesome. Yeah, That's killer. awesome. Oh, and so yeah. you played for Bruce. Bruce? J- Bruce Springsteen. Jay played with Bruce. Did he? Yeah, he apparently you toured with him in 2009. Oh, shit. I don't know what we're talking about, Jay. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, so, it's so sad. You know, 40 on. Uh, 46, was it? 46, yeah. Fuck, man. That's yeah. like 12 years older than me. I mean, I hit... Dave number, boy. But, um, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of it. No, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Um, yeah, it's just... It, it's so sad. Yeah, I, I was I was pretty gutted. 
Yes. Because uh, the first people I messaged were you, mm. Simon, and my mate Jim and Adam. Yeah. Jim and Adam um, about it because I was just like, "Holy fuck, this can't be true." It, it can't be true that it's one of those things you look at and you're like, "This has to be like is April for fucking first of fucking April." What is it? Yeah, I know no, it's not. I don't get it. I just, it's such a shame that he's gone from from us so soon. So, yeah, and like, not even because it's like, like in like a selfish way, where it's like, oh man, you could have rejoiced that not. Just in general, because he was like, he like he he'd been through a lot in the last eight years or so. Yeah, his entire life really. So yeah, like mental issues and physical health issues. You know, like it's the reason why he stopped playing with Slipknot. Yeah, because of that thing that he had with his legs. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. just like you just wanted him to like be like, oh, I haven't heard from Joe for a while, but I assume he's happy. You know, I assume he's going on the right yeah. path. And then obviously this goes down, but yeah. such a shame, man. It's a shame. I mean, yeah. But in the end, I mean, like all we can concentrate on is what how he changed so many people's lives. You know, and yeah. even if he didn't, even if he didn't, he just did it for him. That yeah. would be amazing too, because he loved what he did, and that's yeah, that's what it matters. Even the yeah. stuff he did in murder dolls. Yeah, good yeah. fun. Good fun. I fucking love Murder Dolls. Yeah, it's yeah, a fun, I, I fun little band. Yeah, yeah, I had mates like Kelly and stuff. And like, oh, dude, it's Joe from Slipknot. Fuck. <laughs> He's playing guitar. Whoa. Oh, yeah. He's a multi talented man. Yeah. Yeah. We already knew that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yes. Uh, veil to Mr. Joey Jordison, number one. Yeah. Um, now we'll transition, uh, I guess, to wrap it all up. You're in a band. Oh, no. Am I going to plug something? Plug something. How many other opportunities are you going to get? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, probably, probably multiple, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, so I'm in a band called Road Hall. Yep. Uh, we haven't... We're sort of taking a hiatus at the moment. That's not good. <laughs> um, it's because... Uh, what are you, the onset? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> they need to release more shit. Yes, um, I know. But uh, I, I was actually uh, drumming along to nice... Oh, cool. Recently, I was like, it's just a cool drum part on that. I, was like, I had it on my headphones. I'm like, because I got that uh, freaking any drums I got. Oh, yeah. It's cool. But um, yeah, so yeah, we're still on a hiatus, but we have an album on Spotify. So it's Road Hall, uh, R-O-A-D-H-A-U-L, all one word. The yeah. album's called Shredded. It's like Motorhead meets Pantera meets Judas Priest, that <laughs> sort of thing, you know, like real old school metal. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we recorded it uh, what, 2018, I want to say. Nice. Yeah, it was a while ago. Got to get back in the studio, mate. Well, I got my home studio at home now, so I'm making demos, doing yeah. cover Britney Spears. I, I can't wait for that. <laughs> as soon as you I didn't really have to sing, dude. I, I was recording tonight with, uh, with Hales, and um, like, I, I, every time I think that I can sing, yeah. and then I hear it back on a recording, I'm like, oh yeah. my god, awful. Nope, 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 nope. Delete that. Yeah. Like Sam and Britney. Um, <laughs> just, uh, just take the uh, audio stylings from uh, Portal. From Portal? Yeah. You know, uh, the video game Portal. Yeah. You know that robot voice, Gladys? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just, just use her voice. What I was thinking was getting like a, like a megaphone effect so that I can, get that, so I can just cover up the fact that I'm an awful singer. <laughs> <laughs> this is a triumph. <laughs> My kids love that song. What but, song is it? Uh, uh, Once You Gone. It's a song by... It's off of the Portal game. Oh, okay, yeah. My, kid, my kids fucking love Portal. And they're just like... They love that song because they mm. reckon it's hilarious. And mm. then there's another one. Um, 
where it's, where it's actually kind of jazzy in the song, but like, oh, yeah. it, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, but yeah, my kids fucking love it. That's my kids, have, my kids have weird taste. Yeah, you've told me a few of the things like your kids play. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah, I mean, although Scarlett's been into Pink lately, I'm like, Pink. Mm, yeah, I, I would rather her be into Lady Gaga. Yeah, yeah. Pink's kind of cringy a little bit. Yeah, I don't know what it is. So you know, I've got you know periodically on their sound on their playlist, we have cover cover me and Shun, sunshine comes on. I'm like, Ugh. I don't know that one. Oh, it's a new one. It's horrible. Yeah. And then, like, one of the songs that Elliot's chosen is uh, comes on, which is, like, Death by Techno. And it's, like, a like a trance song. I was like, nice. yes, good. <laughs> Get into it, kid. Yeah, that's why you're my favorite. <laughs> I well, this. well, this week. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week, boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Don't be a shithead next week. <laughs> um, but where can they, uh, when can folks check out Road Hall? Everywhere. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora. Is that a thing? Box. I don't know. Yeah, Pandora's box. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, you stream music, it's on everything. Facebook.com yeah. slash Roadhall? I think so. I haven't been on Facebook for a while. If you go there, <laughs> you'll be greeted with a profile picture of us um, posing like Charlie's Angels. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, it's lovely. Yeah. Yeah, check it out if you want. It's, uh, I'm proud of it. I think it's a good album. Good, you should yeah. be. Nice and heavy. Yeah. It's good. Well, thank you very much for joining us on this episode today. Anytime. Uh, you'll be with us the next episode. Um... Where we just... um, but yeah, I really appreciate you uh, helping me out here, uh, jumping in. Um, hopefully, on your big time. <laughs> uh, well, I've returned your sauce bottle. You did, yeah. So uh, uh, Dan is a proper proper Italian man. Um, you know, second generation Australian proper Italian man. <laughs> uh, but like, I remember oh, this is a few months ago. He comes up and he shows me his photos. He's like, oh, look what we've been making. He's like batching up these massive sauce bottles. Mm, like proper tomato sorgo for your pasta. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll get you one. I'll get you one. Well, he never actually got me one, but he got one for me to give to my mum. Mm. And she was lovely. She was really appreciative. Yeah, she was. Nice, she was. Because Dan doesn't use any garlic. It's all natural. Yeah, no, it's weird. Like like some people, like everyone does it different. That's, that's the beauty about like a lot of like rustic like European foods is that depending on what campagna you go to. Yeah. Then on a did it differently, yeah. you know. So, but with us, it was always just like real ripe romas, boil them, put them through the, the thing, juice them, <laughs> bottle with, with just a couple of little like fresh basil leaves, and that was it. Yeah, just everything else you add later. Some people put like they season it. Some people put like chilies in it, garlic. Yeah, we, the, we keep it simple, you know. I could take the chilies. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I reckon we did it with chilies one year actually. It was alright. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah, but you know, mum would appreciate mum appreciated it because it had uh, no garlic in it, so she didn't She's die. Garlic, isn't it? Yeah, she didn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's always a case of going out with mum uh, to dinner, and she will go right. I would like to have this, this, and this. If I can't have those, I'll have this, this, and this. No, Can you find out? Some- <laughs> yeah, she needs to come up with a fucking essay. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so thank you very much, Dan. I do appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's all right. Um, Anytime. Uh, I'll do the normal plugs, even though Simon isn't here, but you can check us out at facebook.com slash altar of noise. You can check out Simon's band, uh, Simon, who is in absentia, uh, at facebook.com slash the unset. And you can, you can check me out on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mad dog wowsy. 
Yeah, you've popped in to a couple of streams. Yeah, like if I'm just hanging out at home, I pop in and I just like yell shit at you. Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, kill that guy. What are you doing? You suck at this game. <laughs> I mean, you're doing. <laughs> All right, bye, Dan. You have actually put it on once at work. Yeah, and Steve walked past my, my head chef and he was like, the fuck are you doing, man? And I'm like, I'm watching Josh do a stream. And he's like, I'm fucking paying you to watch the stream. <laughs> yeah. Just, I was cutting garlic. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, I know. And he's just, then he you know, puts his hands together and goes, can we just get a fucking schnitzel? Please, come on, man, yeah? Come on. <laughs> I, I, I hope he doesn't hear this. He won't. <laughs> he won't. All right, no problems. Uh, until the next episode, thank you very much, folks. And uh, stay safe and we'll see you in the next episode. Adios.